This is Soul to Soul, the show with Nessie. Sub Soul fam, it's Nessie here, back with another episode of Soul to Soul, the show where I talk about my life here in South Korea from the perspective of a black British woman. I have a hair on this microphone. I need to try and take it off without touching the microphone. Can I do it? Oh, do you know what? I should use a tweezer, but I I feel like the mic is really sensitive. It's going to pick up all these sounds. Can I get it? Can I? Oh, there we go. All right, good. (laughs) Sorry, I was staring. Because the way that I'm looking at this, I have my mic, which is like a tall Yeti mic. It's dark blue, and then the top of it is black. And then straight in front of me is my computer screen where I'm recording directly onto and the, the screen itself is, is mostly white background. So I'm just seeing this spiral of darkness that is just poking out of the top of the microphone. It was just really annoying me so I had to get it get rid of it. Why I didn't do this before I started recording or why didn't I just stop it and re-record? I wanted to bring you realism, ladies and gentlemen. I want to give you the reality of what life is like here. But I hope all of you are great. I hope all of you are amazing. I'm sorry that it's been such a long time again that I haven't recorded. It's mostly for a couple of things. Uh, First thing is spring has died, essentially. Now summer has come. So when I get home, I get really exhausted, I get really tired. And I've been trying to get back into the fitness thing as well to try and get more habits into place. But my body was like, nah fam, what on earth are you doing? And I now have a sprained Achilles, which is great. But uh, for the most part is okay. But I think I just need to take it easy on the bike. Because what I've been doing, I think also the Adidas trainers that I was wearing was not entirely helping that situation. So I might stay off the bike a little bit. Or if I do go back on the bike, I'm just going to take it easy. Not do the hardcore like biking session that I have been doing. Or just stick with like indoor fitness and just take it easy. Just keep moving. Um, On top of that, work has just been quite busy. We've been gaining students. We've been losing students. Uh, Today that I'm recording this on, it's now a Tuesday. And it's the Tuesday where it's a bank holiday here. It's it's a Memorial Day. So we didn't have work today. And it's going to be the last vacation day that we get until the end of of July. And the end of of July... I'm actually planning to go back out to Hong Kong to chillax with my friend Darren because I had such a great time out there last time, as you know, with my last episode, just catching up with him and me and his wife, me and his daughter. And just to get the idea of what Hong Kong is like in the summertime for reasons that I will probably delve into into a future episode. But for today, I just needed to get this off my chest because a couple of incidences that literally happened one after the other about an hour ago has just really annoyed me. And I just, I felt like I had to rant about it 
and probably see how many other people have been affected by this similar situation whilst living overseas. So I got an email from my bank, but I use Barclays in the UK and I've had a Barclays account ever since I was probably two or three or whenever my mum opened that account and I've had the same account from a young age so I can tell you my sort code and my account number off by heart. So I thought, okay, let me let me try and log in. Let me try and log in, uh, see what this important letter they're trying to send me, what they're trying to talk about. So with online banking and with Barclays, and it's it's kind of like a staple of the old system of Barclays now and most banking things, but they have this little machine called a PIN Sentry, a P-I-N Sentry. And if you're not sure what it is, please Google it. It's like a miniature card reader, something that uh, you would find in shops, especially in the UK. I'm not, I'm not sure in in uh, in other countries, but particularly in the, in the UK, before like uh, contactless was a thing, you would put your card in, and then you would put in your PIN number, and that's how it would deduct money from your account. And the PIN century was a way to verify payments over like your computer and stuff without going to the bank or anything like that before the prominence of apps basically and I've had this the same pin century with me ever since pin centuries became a thing and online banking became a thing so I've probably had this thing for about 10 years now and as I tried to go in and do my doodad it said battery low so I was like okay crap what do I do realized oh yeah my mum she uses the bank the Barclays bank mobile app and if she's able to use it on a daily basis and she's happy to use it why can't I and maybe if I use the app then I don't have to use this stupid pin century thing anymore and I don't need to be going through this entire rigmarole of having to log in and do all this doodad because in Korea once you set up your banking details and everything, like when I log in, I don't press any numbers. I literally use my my thumb for my ID. And because your fingerprint is a, is, is unique to you, like no one's going to be guessing your fingerprint. So it's pretty secure unless someone's able to hack things. I don't, I don't know how hackable the system is. But as I tried to set up the app and to try and set up the online bank, the, the app banking it said that my phone number was a number that has been banned from making a <laughs> an account. So I was like, okay, crap, I don't have a UK number. I haven't had a UK number for like six years. Like the first year that I moved to Korea, I was on a working holiday visa. So I didn't have my, my own, well, I did have my own Korean number after I set one up, after a friend had helped me to set it up, but I did still have a a UK number at the time. But since then, obviously, because there's no point paying double for a number where I'm not going to be using it for the majority of the years, I'm just paying extra for no reason. Once I came back to the UK for the first time, I cancelled it. Like I'm not using it anymore. So I called up Barclays Bank and the rigmarole, they have 
this automated system, I think it literally took me seven minutes before I actually was able to talk to someone in person. Like they were saying, oh, well, if you're having problems with this, then you can go online to do all of it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, the reason why I'm calling you is because I can't do all of this. Do you really think I would be calling and wasting my time and wasting my energy and wasting my money to be calling you if I could do this all, all online? I'm a technologically sound person, yeah. I'm part of that generation who remembers what life was like before technology took over and after. So I know the struggles of both. Where like I'm the prime generation where I'm able to work out things before myself because I know the struggle. And then I know what to do if certain technologies aren't available for me. And the only way that I can sort this out, if I can't use the app and I can't go online, is if I have to call you. So I call. So the fact that I had to be put on, like, go through all these options and do all of these, like, voice notes and all this rubbishness and putting in these numbers and blah, 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 and it still takes seven minutes to get on to, to talk to someone, it's just frustrating. So, like, I explained to them, like, look, my pin sentry is dead. My, I can't access the, the app on my phone. How am I supposed to check what information Barclays are meant to send me if I can't access it at all? So they were like, okay. You can't use the app because you're in South Korea. You have a South Korean number. You don't have a UK number. Unless you have a UK number, you can't use the app. I was like, well, shoot, then I can't use the app. And then I asked them, well, is a new pin century, be, a, like, can you send new pin centuries overseas? Is this possible? And then the guy was like, yes, it is possible. But then what you need to do is confirm your new address and your new phone number. And then once all of that is confirmed, you can, uh, we can send a new pin sentry out to you overseas. That's not a problem. Like you can access telephone banking as well. So I was like, okay, so how do I do that? Ladies and gentlemen, you have to send a letter to the bank. I have to write a letter. This, this is, these were the words, the exact words that he said, you have to write a letter to Barclays with your proof of address, uh, your ID, your email address and your new telephone number. And once they've got through with that, then they are able to send you an ID for your telephone banking. And then you can sort that out. That will give you the permissions. And then they will send you a new pin century. I was literally blinked. I was like, ah, uh-huh, ah, uh-huh, yep. But my, my facial expression was dead. So at the same time, I was on coupang. Like I screwed this. Like, well, if the battery's dead, I'll just buy new batteries. So, <laughs> so as I was having this conversation and I spent money chatting to this guy in the UK, I literally ordered me some 6,001 Duracell batteries that's going to come to my account, that's going to come to my address here tomorrow because Coupang does next day delivery. And then the guy was like, oh, by the way, the reason why that you got a letter is because student finance was trying to take out money from your account. But it, it it was taking out money and there wasn't enough money in your UK account to take out the money that student finance were trying to take. I was like, wait, really? Why? Like, how much were they trying to take out? £196. So I froze. Because about two weeks ago, I contacted student finance because I noticed they were taking out extra money. And student finance has a stupid system where if you don't contact them, every single year they'll put you on this flat rate and deduct 
the maximum amount of money that they can deduct from you on a monthly basis. Because I still have to be paying £22,000 somehow to pay off my student debts because this whole stu- the, the, the student loan system is absolutely do-lally. And I don't see why they don't just like erase it because I graduated back in 2009 and it's now 2023. And I still have to pay £22,000. Dumb. It's, it's as dumb as dead. I hate it. So I'm like, okay, thank you, Barclays. Now it's time for me to call student finance. So I call student finance, and I get this this the most bless him. I think like maybe he's new or something, or like I was intimidating or whatever. But this guy, he was not the one. He was absolutely not the one to speak to. So I asked him, look, what's the situation? And then he said, yep, they they were trying to. And again, you have to go through all this process and rigmarole before you actually speak to someone. But this time it was about three minutes as opposed to seven for Barclays. So I called them and I spoke to this guy and I said, look, what's the situation? Why is £196 is, why is it being deducted? Try what? Let me start again because I'm getting flustered down angry. Why are they trying to deduct £196 from my account when I have updated the system back on the 22nd of May saying that I have a new job and I'm earning much less now, technically, so I shouldn't... so. I should be paying off less than what I even was paying last year in, in the fiscal year of 2022 to 2023. And then he was like, oh, yes, I see that the system has been updated. So he was trying to like, he was trying to calculate and say, oh, because. Again, they are not smart because the last time they were trying to say, like, I should be paying off one thousand pounds above and I remember I called him up immediately this had this happened about five years ago I said what 1000 why and then I was like oh you idiots saw the eight digits of numbers and you assumed that that was pounds no that's Korean one that's a different system and then they were like oh my bad so they fixed that but Every year or so, I've been paying back like about £50 annually. Like last year, I paid about 50 55 And that was like the overall, the most money that I've gotten per month. And then they were trying to say, well, first of all, the guy was trying to say, no, that is the right amount. Like when I said, like you have mentioned on my system that is one, not pounds, yeah. And then he goes, yeah, that's right. That should be the right amount. <laughs> And I said, really? Because last year I was earning more money and you was well, he tried to be smart. He tried to tri- he tried to be tricksy. Because, because he's trying to say, yeah, that's the that's the 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 monthly amount that you're you should be earning on uh you should be paying back on a monthly basis. I said, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not correct. Because last year I was paying such and such amount, like I was earning this amount and now I was paying by such and such. So that's not the same. It's like, what you're trying to say that is interest. And he's like, yeah, well, the interest rate has gone up. And I said, by almost triple the amount of what I was paying last year, are you sure? And then I cussed him out again. And I said, look, that's not even the right amount because I uploaded the documentation on the, tw- on the 22nd of May. And by my standards, 
I'm earning X amount in pounds. When I actually went on XC.com and I said, look, it's X amount of pounds. So that's like a few thousand pounds less than what you were quoting anyway. So your, your information is still wrong. You need to go check that up. You need to verify that. And then he was like, oh, yeah, that's correct, blah, 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 blah. And then he said, well, well actually, you know, I said, okay, so how long is it going to take to verify and update my, my details and my system? Because it has been well over two weeks now. And then he says, uh, it, they're going to do it as soon as they can, as soon as they can. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not asking for it as soon as I can. I want an estimated time. Is it going to be one week? Is it going to be two weeks? How long is it going to take? And he kept saying the same thing over and over again. And I said, well, look, here's the situation. Student finance is trying to take out X amount of money that they shouldn't be taking out because I've updated the system already. And I updated it on the 22nd. I'm not paying, like, I have evidence on my bank account that this money was tried to have been taken out on the 2nd of June. So there's a clear gap between when I uploaded the details and when they and the student finance uh, company is trying to take out the money. I don't want to put my, myself in the red because you guys aren't working fast enough. So what do you suggest to me to do? Because I can send myself extra money, but then if I send myself extra money and you take out almost £200 again, you're going to claim that you're within your right to do so. So what? how long is it going to take? He's repeating the same thing over and over again. Uh, I need to remember this guy's name because he was so frustrating and he really annoyed me. I'm just going to give a little call and be like, look, um, this person, whoever took my call here, I wasn't happy with the service because he, he really, he really peed me off. And then he said, oh, and I said, so are you advising? I'm trying to get a straight answer from him. Are you advising that I don't put any money into my account? Because you cannot guarantee the fact that if I put something in my account, that student finance will take the £196 again. And he's like, oh, look, I'm not trying to say that, ma'am. I was like, well, what are you trying to say? Because you're not giving me a time. You're not advising me on what's the best thing to do and then he's like do you know what I'll, I'll put in an inquiry to expedite your request and then I was like well how long is that going to take between five and seven days and then you can call back and then see if the processes have been done so I was like okay so then this is going to take a month do you see what I mean it's like if it takes five to seven days for a request to go through and then they sort it out quickly from when I put it in the the updated details in to when that request gets updated it's a month why can't people be straight like like I'm not saying can you guarantee this I said that when is the expected like if you say it's going to take about seven to ten days then I can be like okay then realistically speaking it's probably going to be 12 days or even closer to even closer to uh, uh a fortnight because he was saying, oh, yeah, that it should have been done in about a week. I was like, well, yes, there you go. It should have been done in a week. It's been over a week now. So, like, can you speed it up, please? Basically, he's got to put in this request. And then, yeah. The thing is with these, like, these call center people, like, I try to be nice and I try to be polite. I'm, I'm never rude to people because these, these are the kind of people that, that are going to get shouted out by multiple 
multiple different like Karens and Kens and all of that online and in person and over the phone and all of that. So I try to be as polite as possible, but at the same time, if you're just going to be contrary with your responses and not really helpful and not necessarily understanding what I'm trying to say, because I don't think he was getting what I was trying to say, all I was saying to him was, what is the expected time for my my details to be updated? That's what I wanted to know. As soon as possible, it's not a time. Because you can say something can be done as soon as possible. As soon as possible can literally be in 10 seconds or it could be a month or two months or three months, depending on how much of a backlog there is. As soon as possible does not give me a time frame. I rather uh, an approximate time frame where I can calculate it and see it in my head. So I could be like, okay, you say it's going to be about two weeks, then let's say two weeks. But at the same time, I don't want my account and my money to be compromised because you guys are not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you already let slip that it should have been taken care of in a week. It's been over a week. So why hasn't this been fixed yet? And then you're trying to tell me that that request in itself is going to take over five days for it to be fulfilled as well. Do you see what I mean? Bank holiday or not, it doesn't take that long to sort out a backlog of whatever BS is going on in your back end. And I, and I try to be slightly passive aggressive and say, well, like, like I'm glad you're putting a request in because then it, to me, it seems like someone on the other end is not doing what they're supposed to be doing because now you are getting the brunt of someone else's frustration. So then it's best that you write this report so you can poke someone and get them to, to, to sort themselves out. But this, I think, is a bane of a lot of people's lives overseas who are still somewhat active in their home countries. And sadly, I cannot give this responsibility to my parents or my siblings because they themselves don't necessarily know how to do all of this. So like, at the same time, like with student finance, I'm the only one in my family who went to a full-time university course. Now, my sister did part-time university, my brother didn't go to university, and my parents didn't do university either. So I'm the only one who knows all of these struggles. So I can't put that on them to try and solve for me. Because at the end of the day, they're still going to be calling someone on the phone too. It's just a difference of what number you're calling, if it's going to be overseas or it's going to be in the country. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to share this story of my frustrations today and I want to see if anyone else has gone through something similar whether it's with the bank whether you're booking vacations whether you're trying to short out your student finances um, and not just in the UK as well but like in other countries like the quote unquote expat community even though I hate using that term because it gives me the idea of like white men trying to go and get it on with like foreign women um but I want to know if anyone else has experienced these kind of things while living overseas and how quickly or how slowly did it take for certain things to resolve. Either way, the new battery is coming and I had to order a present for uh, Darren's little baby girl 
to expedite the delivery of the batteries to sort things out. I'm just going to be keeping an eye on student finance and I'm not going to put in any money until they sort out what needs to be sorted out. I'll probably like send myself something at the end of the month once I know that everything's fine because, yeah, I'm, I'm running low on my UK funds now. That's not great. <sighs> the price of being an adult. Okay. Well, that's that rant done. That's that story done. A little bit boring, but uh, but also probably a little bit anger-inducing, so I'm sorry, on both both counts. But I hope you found it, you know, soothing to hear that other people are going through similar stresses if you are yourself are going through a similar situation of trying to just get in your life together and it just seemingly is seeming like the external forces are just not going your way. But anyway, if you enjoyed this story or if you enjoyed this episode and you want to continue this conversation, feel free to hit me up on my other social medias. I am at Soul Nessie on Instagram and on Twitter and I'm Soul to Soul on YouTube and on Facebook. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to me rant for the last 25 minutes. Ah, Okay, I feel better. I'm going to go and catch myself a movie. Catch you on the flip side, guys. Bye, Soul Fam. Slaters. And if you liked that episode of Soul to Soul, why not subscribe and follow this podcast on whatever streaming service you were using to listen? I'll see you in the next episode. Slaters.